we are here yeah we are back we are (laughs) (laughs) i'm still having allergy problems but we're doing better we are you know at nikki's house yeah we're also trying a different setup i'm in my living room which is really risky because i have dogs and i have the floors and they're clicking (laughs) (laughs) well they may or may not be annoying we'll see yeah but they are so cute I know. If it sounds any different, like if it's echoey or anything, just that's why. Us, yeah, <laughs> let us know because we're probably gonna keep doing this until you say. <laughs> I doubt anybody's gonna be too bothered. I doubt all eight people that listen to this are gonna be too bothered. I was about to say, mom, <laughs> let me know. I don't even think my bro. I don't even think my mom has listened. Really? Yeah. Well, she listened to our first one for sure. Yeah, she did. Cause she texted me about it. She did. But yeah. and then she didn't text you. <laughs> She finally... Oh, she yeah. finally did? Yeah, she did. Okay. But she texted Christina first and was like, love the podcast. It's because all along, I've been her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> You're basically her third daughter. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well. Um, hello, everyone. I am Nikki. I'm Christina. And this is Paranormal Uniflora. Here we are. And we're going to talk about asylums today. Yes very excited for this one i know i've been super excited for this one asylums are like a pinnacle for spooky oh yeah like every paranormal podcast has at least one thing about asylums they talk about asylums they go and visit and like do the whole haunted ghost tour with asylums so well ghost adventures has been to so many asylums oh yeah and it's always really good ones though when they go to asylums Mm -hmm. like you know they're gonna catch some footage oh yeah you read the title and you're like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> because but it's really fucked up from where it comes from because asylums have the most like death and torture and like yeah. fucked up conditions and that's why there's so much that's what that's like ho- leftover energy they i think the intentions behind it were good initially were maybe good initially some of them because yeah. a lot of them just really wanted like people Money. that didn't fit into society they wanted somewhere for them to go most of the people who dropped their family member off yeah uh, or significant other mm-hmm. you know at the asylum you know some of them it was not for good intentions but the idea of asylums initially yeah they for some they of them. thought like it could be a good idea and that it was really gonna like rehabilitate people yeah but well i don't know was... if rehab was ever in the question for a lot of these earlier asylums that's true the one because I covered, a lot of them kind of just wanted the outcasts of society to have a place to go so they could like live and die there and not be that's true a burden to the quote-unquote normal people of society i know and isn't that so messed up because they would put like deaf people and blind people and, and they just like every miscreant dude and they'd mix them or in, miscreant quote-unquote and, and mix them know. in with like serial killers yeah that claimed insanity in court or just people who had mental disorders like if you had bipolar disorder today you go to the doctor and you get a medication or you Mm -hmm. go to therapy Mm -hmm. but back then they just put you in an asylum i know because they didn't know what to do with you and you were just too different Mm -hmm. and let's not get it twisted i mean we still have uh, you know like facilities today that people are sent to and they're not good no still we just don't talk about they're it. not perfect by they're any not means. as bad as these obviously yeah but right. they're not like top notch especially still... in the u.s i don't know about other countries they may have it better. figured out a little better because <laughs> every country has everything figured out a little better except for america in terms of like health 
and mental health and physical health the jails are better in other countries than our like quote-unquote rehabilitation centers are yeah and they i like how they call it a rehabilitation center right like half of these people are actually getting like the resources and tools they need but i hate the whole idea of trying to fit in with society better and like to be quote-unquote normal because who's to say what's normal just think that's normal because that's been the typical behavior since you know whenever mm-hmm. but nowadays like a whole like a normal takes on a whole new meaning right and i mean we're getting better yeah but honestly you still have to be careful what you say like to in therapy like oh, yeah. or they're gonna send you away <laughs> i don't know oh, if that's every God. case but i yeah you know like i've just i've heard it's still not good i've still heard horror stories Oh, yeah. You know? There's, yeah, there's a lot of abuse and mistreatment of people with mental illness because they just, they're like, well, why don't you just not be depressed? Why don't you just not have bipolar disorder? Right. It's so easy for me to not have it because I don't have it. I've never had it. Right. So why can't your brain just work like my brain? Just I'm like, just get rid of it. Yeah. Just throw it out. Yeah. Just get a new one. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you know, it's in your head. Whereas physical ailments, people can see that and treat that and be like, oh, well, obviously they're physically disabled because they can't hear. Right. Or they're, they're physically disabled because like they don't have half of a leg. Right. But mentally they can't automatically judge you based off of how you look that you have a disability. So they don't even... Mm-hmm. I guess that is where we have improved is like I said earlier we are not thankfully now sending deaf or blind people or something like that to an asylum yeah you true. know because they would just throw <laughs> they're like you had any anything if that they you were able-bodied enough to work and provide society with a job i.e like your labor or whatever if you couldn't provide something of value to society they didn't want you in society well and that's not to say that a deaf or blind person can't provide to society yeah exactly like the most if it was any kind of inconvenience to anyone they were just like i'm just gonna send you away yeah or like or like you know women that didn't um that got pregnant out of wedlock they just Mm -hmm. sent them away to have a baby in secret especially for high class society oh yeah for sure and they'd send them to asylums with like with legit like insane people who were bad people yeah i mean that were killing you know and then these people would further get fucked up by the people who were at the asylums and it would cause like this whole chain Mm -hmm. like this vicious cycle of just abuse and mental illness and plethora of other bad things right and and then it was like i don't know they weren't being helped and so they never got out because they were never quote-unquote cured because they just went more and more down the rabbit hole yeah so it's just awful but anyways anyways asylums (laughs) hey (laughs) sorry about that rant oh well i'm sure a lot of people that probably listen or maybe don't listen have the same viewpoint yeah i feel like that's a kind of a like it's getting to be more of a popular opinion about mental illness and all that yeah so anyways yeah you're first what are you (laughs) going to cover today so today i'm doing the rolling hills asylum in east bethany new york very spooky very spooky it's been covered this is kind of like a bigger one Mm -hmm. but i did want to talk about it just because it is so interesting and it like the research doing on it it was something i wanted to personally research when i looked up a lot of these i was like no this one i want to do something that i want to personally like know Mm-hmm. everything there is about it did ghost adventures go there yeah they did they did mm-hmm. yeah that's the downfall for mine mine got demolished 
So. Yeah. And like, I was going to do yours initially. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I, I had a hard time. I looked up on it and I was like, nah, this one isn't it for me. It, it, it's a, I, yeah, I definitely have a lot of sources for mine. Because yeah, I'm excited to hear about it because I did look at it. I looked at the outside of the building and it was really cool. Oh, it's such a cool building. We'll have pictures. Oh, we should mention that. Go to our Reddit page. Oh, r- yeah. R slash Paranormal Unifora if you want to follow <laughs> along. We keep forgetting to mention it in the Also, beginning. we have all socials at Paranormal Unifora, or except for on Twitter, it's like... It's Para Uniflora Pod. Yeah, because Twitter's weird. Yeah. With the usernames. So, but anyways, yeah, go follow all those if yeah. y'all want to, like, um, know when we post and we'll post, like, details and sources. Right, yeah, and Reddit will have all the detailed source links. Yeah. We won't post that on every social we'll media. We'll post pictures of both of our asylums because the Rolling Hills Asylum is eerie looking, but I feel like everybody's probably seen it. Right. That's, like, interested in asylums. Like I said, it's a big one. Denver's the one I'm covering. I haven't, I hadn't really seen that. The the, oh, yeah, yeah. Me it neither. so pretty. It's, I'm really sad about we'll get into okay yeah you continue <laughs> <laughs> all right so a little history on the rolling hills asylum um it opened on the first day of january in 1827 and was closed in 1974 so it had a pretty pretty good long life there yeah um, it was located in east bethany new york near the corner of bethany center road and raymond road which was later named as the center of wyoming county which is what it is today so it's like literally dead center of the county, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I threw that in there. <laughs> but um, starting out, Rolling Hills Asylum was, it was formerly known as the Genesee. <laughs> Gen S-C? Yeah, I think it's Genesee. Genesee. Um, county poor farm and often to refer to as the old country home that's what people would call it like it was a poor farm i got it but they would call it like um kind of more so on the affectionate side like oh it's just they're going to the old country home got it you know so um and it housed poppers poppers wait how do you say that poppers poppers yeah is it just poppers i think so like popper yeah (laughs) like a jalapeno popper yeah wait (laughs) paul Pauper. I want to say it like all. Pauper. Pauper. <laughs> Paupers. Um, or those with no income is basically what it means. Just like really, really broke people. Yeah, paupers. Yeah, we'll call them paupers. <laughs> I think it is. Um, physically and mentally handicapped people, morally corrupt people, and criminals. Yeah. So, and they were all referred to as inmates. Yeah. Even though they were not all like. They were not in a prison. They were just like low income or disabled. Yeah. So or very old. Like it was. It sucked too because the retirement homes weren't a thing either. No. So also like severely old. Like severely old. (laughs) (laughs) Roll my eyes at myself. You have a heavy case of old. (laughs) Like I'm sorry, you've been diagnosed with the old. like shut up okay (laughs) anyway so like really old people who didn't have anywhere else to go like their children died or whatever or they didn't have children they were just Mm -hmm. sent to these old home the old country home got it or the genesee poor house poor farm not house yeah (laughs) it was a farm yeah um but anyways so no matter what they were all referred to as inmates sucky situation um one year later the genesee county attached an additional stone building meant to house those that were basically buckshit wild crazy oh yeah like the absolute top of the cream of the crop insane (laughs) so they'd put them in like this separate little building yeah but then the in 1887 um the county agreed that those people just needed to be sent somewhere else 
Like they didn't well, need to good. be associated with all the other people. Well, that's good. Yeah, but they it was um, that it didn't last long, did it? It was in 1887, though. <laughs> so, I uh, mean, it did last open. for like 50 years. Yeah, they've been open for a while. Yeah, like but about I mean, 50 years. I'm not good at math, so like, don't come for me. But right, <laughs> but about. But that's a really good decision for them to have made still in the 1800s. Yeah, no, it was for sure. That's they decided pretty... like, well, and I think a lot of people were dying. Yeah. Which I'll get into. So they made that decision with a lot of like backing to it too. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm sure it's so not good there. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. One I'm... more step than my asylum made. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of stuff about Danvers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not going to spoil yours or anything, but... Um, so the poor house was run by the local government, which was Genesee County. Um, the able-bodied people were forced to work on the farms there and in the farms, um, it was a self-sufficient farm. So basically they pretty much broke even on cost for it. So, um, it spanned over 200 acres and it provided its own food and fuel for the people who lived there. Mm -hmm. Um, it also made goods to offset the cost of housing and like the cost of just everything it took to run it. It fed everyone and it had a farm that raised pigs, cows, horses, you fucking name it, they had it. It was just a classic old farm, basically, yeah. that was run by a lot of people that were like, you know, disabled. But if you were able-bodied, you were kind of forced to go out there and start right. working. But that's something to talk about. Did they break costs? Because those people, a lot of the families would pay to put them in there. And then they This had, place, like, had no It pay. was no funding. Yeah. Okay. The, the county put oh, up the money the for funded. it yeah yeah yeah. so it was like run by the local government okay. so the local government funded it there was like a, a source of government money that came to the counties yeah yeah they were funded yeah and so then they were able to build this yeah because i know some of the you know quote-unquote poor farms we had a lot of them at that time and and some of them you it'd be like a private you know mm-hmm. poor farm and yeah. so they they'd have to be they yeah, have to these pay. were for people with no money or had no known relatives yeah. So nobody was paying to put them in here. They were just being put in here, kind of. Yeah, because some of them, they would just like Or they the would money. sign themselves up because they're like, well, I've got nowhere to nowhere go. Nowhere to be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them would take the money and just like make them work the farms and they wouldn't even have to pay for food and they'd just make hella money. Well, the, this this place was trying to just kind of break even. Yeah, well, yeah. So, you know, and, and they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they ended up making money from it. Um, so <laughs> the kind of creepy part of it, though, is that they had a wood shop where the able-bodied people would make coffins for yeah. the people who died on the asylum or they would sell them to like local funeral homes and stuff um what? so they were literally crafting their own coffins that they would later be buried in which is kind of fucking eerie you know what they had like a cemetery i'll lead with this they had a cemetery on yeah. the plate like on the farm yeah um, nobody knows exactly where it was. Uh-huh. They have like general ideas. Nobody has a record of the people that died, like yeah. their names or anything. No records of that. And it was over seventeen hundred people. Yeah. And so um, <coughs> they would be died. They would they would be died. Be <laughs> so they would be died. They would be died. And so they, they would, would die. Yeah, and they would be buried in these coffins that yeah. like the others were building. Yeah, or that they very well could have built themselves. Yeah, which is kind of like, you know, it's kind of weird. That's morbid. <laughs> very morbid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, basically, if they died and they had no family, that would come and, like, 
claim, claim their bodies or anything. They would just bury them in the local cemetery that they had. Yeah. That no one really knows where it is. And Still they, to this day? Yeah, they have like a general idea. So they're not marked? No. There was two gravestones that they ended up finding at the very, like, very recently. They found like two, two to four headstones of the names of people because they did have headstones at a certain point but over time like it just got tilled and it became really overgrown so yeah no one knows where their bodies are that's crazy (laughs) they're just on the ground somewhere and no one knows if there was like a set rhythm to the cemetery like if they had them like all spaced so much apart that's why they have a general idea but they're not going to go unearth all these bodies right and they could have this is you know like hopefully not but they could have just kind of like done mass burials if there was like a sickness that went around or something like that yeah. they could have i they don't may think not. they did but you know you never know yeah, it's not like they would report that they did that and there was like hardly any records on the cemetery in general they kept it kind of very hush hush oh i mean yeah so yeah. i mean the only reason it kind of came into question was when people started finding headstones well yeah i mean they're not gonna and they were like oh um yeah we we buried some people they don't want to admit like that many people died it's like a kid when they get in trouble Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a toddler Mm -hmm. they're like "Mm, i don't know what you're talking about and they're like hiding whatever the fuck they did behind their back yeah "Mm, no don't sound like me yeah exactly (laughs) they didn't want people to know that many people like in quote-unquote inmates died because of poor conditions yeah and they didn't really have i guess the labor to maintain the cemetery yeah like to pay for it to be upkept so with just, so it just became overgrown the headstones were like yeah you know flown around i guess <laughs> yeah they disintegrated or whatever whatever it was yeah so um yeah that's pretty much it for the history um okay. closed down in 1974 i think when it closed down it ended up being a nursing home like on its very last leg uh yeah that's so. awful <laughs> i can imagine being there on my last years and uh now it is a place for spooky stuff to happen yeah and they charge you two hundred dollars to go in there with a group of four people to go on a ghost tour okay so they're hella capitalizing off of the fact that this place is haunted those people make a lot of money oh hell yeah yeah that's one <laughs> and way i feel to go. like whenever i was looking up the history i expected it to be a lot more um i don't know damning like because most asylums do have a damning history yeah but this one was kind of like okay oh my history is way longer than yours because there's a lot to get into (laughs) oh i'm sure yeah i saw like yeah yeah, i know yeah but this one i kind of tried to like um keep it brief your your ghost section is going to be i think definitely longer than mine since yeah mine was demolished kind of right at the turn of the internet Mm -hmm. so there's not a whole ton of internet you know reddit talk about this place right yeah so this place is still active like i said you can go there with a group of four people for 200 bucks Uh and you know go to town you can go in all the spooky places i want to do that but then (laughs) i'd be nervous as let's say i i want to do that but i also know i'm going to be so scared well i'd be nervous that stuff is going to follow me home yeah i would need to be like i don't know blessed or like some shit like before i leave (laughs) y'all got a priest on hand like (laughs) for when we exit out of there they're like we have extra um priest tokens at the end of this tour but that'll be an additional four (laughs) hundred dollars holy water that's going to be 500 yeah so So, good luck Mm. (laughs) got it 
Um, so anyways, we're going to get into the hauntings now. Yeah, let's go. Um, so the biggest one that I think is kind of the most popular one, which you'll remember as soon as I start talking about it, because yep. it's like from Ghost Adventures too. Yeah, my eyes are probably going to water. Um, was Roy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Roy. My eyes are already watering because I remember Roy. <laughs> Roy, it was a really tragic story. He suffered from um, giantism, which was yep. a physical deformity that left him with protruding like facial features. He kind of like resembled a caveman, if yeah. you will, like really large hands and feet and a high over um, seven feet tall. Yeah. So Roy was the son of a prominent banker and his physical appearance was an embarrassment to him. So he wanted him gone. So mm-hmm. he threw him in the Rolling Hills Asylum. So at the age of 12 is when he was dropped off yeah. at the poorhouse. And um, he was left there until he died at the age of 62. Roy liked opera music and was generally very kind. He was a gentle giant. Yeah. Um, and today his shadow is witnessed by several people. That say that he still lurks around the asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and Ghost Adventures caught, I think, a video of it. And if you go on Rolling Hills photos, which I linked. Yeah. Um, there are so many pictures of actual, like, captures of Roy. Yeah. And it is a seven foot tall shadow. Yeah. Ghost Adventures caught, I don't know if it was a video. I think it was a photo. Oh, yeah. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, they caught I think it was a photo. And it was very, very clear. And you could tell there was like a doorway behind him or something like that. And I mean, he's much taller. Oh, yeah. So, it, and yeah. So, Roy was just basically a gentle soul who didn't fit in with society. So and sad. they just threw him. His father didn't want him. Yeah, I mean, just it, there was literally nothing mentally wrong with him whatsoever. No. So, I pulled up this picture so you could see it. And so, they're going to see it. Yeah, later. Let me, let me look. I, is it the Ghost Adventures picture? No, no, it's just one that somebody caught. Oh man! But you can see he kind of like is peering from Around. the hallway. Yeah, I see. Okay, I hate peering ghosts. <laughs> it's like they're peeking at you. So the I picture is taken of um, just a long dark hallway, and at the end you can obviously see a very tall because the shadow is going up into that door frame. Yeah, in the back, and the door frames are quite tall. Right. Um, and he is just kind of like peering. You can see like, like one he, leg and one arm and it's kind of like he's like yeah. looking. Yeah. So and it's obviously a shadow figure. Yeah. Like unmistakably. Yeah. It's not a person for sure. Yeah. So I wanted to show you that. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, so that was kind of Roy. A lot and- of people see Roy. Um, I saw this one story that somebody posted that this woman like oftened the oftened what is wrong with my words <laughs> um, she frequented yeah the rolling hills asylum and she would go in there and um last time she went she had saw a mouse and she like screamed because she saw a mouse <laughs> well like if you're, you're like a- already in a spooky environment oh, yeah. and then you see like a mouse or a rat come out right which you know new york is kind of infamous for the rats and they're massive like it says cats yeah so she saw this and then she was like oh fuck and mm-hmm. then she like got scared and left yeah so the next time she comes back there is a that rat dead at the front of the entrance with a ginormous bloody handprint next to it what like Roy had killed this rat for this woman because it made her scared and it made her leave. Oh, that's kinda, so it was like I mean, it was like a sweet it's gesture. A little, it's a little yeah, it's you know it's sweet and then on one hand it's like equally terrifying. <laughs> well, it's like you remember um, what was it? Was it Grapes of Wrath or something? 
um lenny um wait it's not grapes of wrath no it's not um shit of mice and men yes of mice and men it's mice it's it mice. reminds me so much when i was reading about roy remind me so much of lenny yeah so that's Roy. He's just a big old gentle giant ghost. I don't think he ever means any harm. He just kind of likes to look at everybody that comes through. And it's terrifying because he's tall. Yeah. And you like know. he had like such a weird appearance. Right. Because of his condition. Yeah. Which is why he was placed there in the first place. But I think all he wanted was friends. Yeah. <laughs> which I is mean, really sad. I know. Because he was in this home from literally the age of 12 till he died at age 62 that's so sad surrounded by like so so much like craziness and bad people oh yeah and on the flip side of that we have some ghosts that are not so friendly yeah those (laughs) bad people are now ghosts um this ghost is most commonly known as nurse emmy Mm -hmm. um others at the asylum were power hungry (laughs) so she was a very power hungry ghost okay and she was not as kind as roy um She was very cruel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just while she was there when she was alive and in the afterlife. Um, she was feared by inmates and staff and was rumored to have uh, performed satanic rituals and black magic on the residents. So, oh, no. you know. No nursing me. <laughs> um, so, there have been several reports that she still roams the halls of rolling hills and um from the infirmary a lot of people say they hear a cackling laughter if you can imagine that and so there have been other reports of um well and the residents back in the days what they reported is they would all stick together in little groups when nurse emmy would come around yeah so when you would hear the cackling of nurse emmy from the infirmary you would hear a bunch of little footsteps oh, like huddling shu- together, hush- huddling away from the infirmary. It's like one of the popular oh. kind of stories that go along with that. That's so sad. Even in the afterlife, they're all just stuck there scared Yeah, still being tortured from her. <laughs> yeah, and it could be, you know, like, um, what's the word? Residual. Energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. could be residual energy. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, and that definitely sounds more like a residual yeah for sure but um nurse emmy has a reputation that precedes her Mm -hmm. so um lots of the more scary more sinister reports that come from rolling hills are more than likely directed towards nurse emmy even though that can't be obviously 100 percent confirmed as with anything ghostly you know what it makes me think of what silent hill which part you know the nurses there's all the nurses, and then at the end, there's that one nurse that has her face all fucked up. The movie. Oh, the movie, yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, games. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Silent Hill, and then Rolling Hills. Mm, I bet it has a correlation. It, it, I bet it does. Um. So, yeah, that is Nurse Emmy. The Gross. nicest ghost to the most sinister of ghosts. Gross. And the fact that she was a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I feel like, in asylums, a lot of nurses were doing their best. <laughs> Yeah. But would succumb to the madness that was around them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know. It would be hard not to. So, yeah, basically, in the area that um, that I spoke of before, the general area where they think the cemetery was, is yeah. called Potter's Field. Oh, I forgot to mention that earlier. Sad. Yeah. So, um, even in the afterlife, they're just identified as poor people. Um, and by the way, your name specifically, your last name came up a lot with Rolling Hills Asylum. Yeah. 
Fleming. Like, if you have the last name Fleming, I swear to God, these people have the most crazy experiences at Rolling Hills. Really? Because there's, like, this one um, story that I'm about to read from Mary Fleming Dunton. Yeah. And there's another story. Let me see what his name is. Chris Fleming. And they're both spelled like you spell Fleming. Oh, right. Without the extra M. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought that was weird. Huh. Something to mention. Yeah, that is creepy. (laughs) Maybe you would have like some crazy ass experiences if you went. So uh, maybe if I'm looking for a really creepy time, go there. If not, don't go there. Yeah. Noted. (laughs) Um, So on the Rolling Hills Asylum website, obviously they capitalize off the fact that it's a haunted place. Yeah, they pay. They make people pay for that. Oh, yeah. But they do have like all of the stories like on here so there's some like pretty long ones obviously that i'm not gonna read we're not gonna read yeah that she by the way you guys can't see she just scrolled through it it's like forever um so yeah i was gonna read a couple of these okay because they're pretty interesting and they're from the words of like people who actually went there and experienced this for themselves yeah let's hear it um so this one is from mary fleming dunton she said in 1998 my fiance now husband had an herb shop called the raven's nest in the room across from what was a little restaurant a grandson of someone offered to take us upstairs when i told him about the noises i was hearing and i kept seeing a woman in old fashioned uniform nurse's uniform walk past our shop door when i would look down the hall she would be gone but you could hear her shoes squeaking we went upstairs and the owners had taken all the doors off and laid them inside the room my husband and the boy, I cannot remember his name, were walking beside me. I had been a, a psychic since I fell six feet onto concrete, splinting my head open. What? <laughs> I was hearing low murmuring as we walked past the rooms. One at a time, you could hear the doors slam shut. The boys were walking very fast at this point, but I saw movement from the corner of my eye. I stopped in front of one room and saw an old metal tub with a high back and an elderly man sitting in there in sitting there in steaming hot water eyes closed skin bright red the woman in white that i had been seeing was leaning over him with a strange smile on her face everything happened very fast the vision was gone replaced by a room with rubble about the floor i never saw the woman in front of our shop again i did always hear murmuring squeaking of wheelchairs and children laughing i seem to draw spirits to me if they are around maybe because they no, I can hear them. It is good to know that this building and its history will be taken care of. I am sure the spirits will be happier. Well, some of them. <laughs> I have more things to tell about the experience there, but that is for next time. Oh, my gosh. So, that was her experience, like, going here. Yeah. To, obviously, Rolling Hills. Yeah. And that was kind of what she said. So, obviously, that strikes me as Nurse. Emmy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bathing the an creep- old man. Yeah, the creepy smile. She smiled at her, right? Yeah. Ugh. She had a creepy smile. I've over. said it once. I'll say it before. The smiles always get me. Ugh. Nope. Could you imagine? Well, and she's a psychic, like walking through rolling hills. Dude, no, no. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, there are places that I would avoid. And so there was another one from Mike with the New Jersey Paranormal Research Center or something. Yeah. And he said, we just went up the stairs by the office area and started looking in rooms for a digital recorder we had left. When we caught this loud, please stay in your room, then it's nothing. We didn't hear these things when we recorded them, only on playback. Definitely just like a nurse. Residual energy again, probably just being like, um... Oh, yeah. Why are you out? (laughs) So, um, lots of crazy things happened here. Those were just... I just wanted to read through some of the stories that were on their page. Yeah, we'll link it and you guys can read up more on it if you yeah, want. Yeah, there's a bunch of experiences that people have had. But yeah. that's pretty much it for Rolling Hills Asylum. 
crazy place lots of history lots of hauntings i think the energy that presided in that place was so great Mm -hmm. that it just stuck around and i think a lot of people honestly genuinely enjoyed staying there yeah like and they found it as home like roy yeah so their energy and their spirit stuck around even in the afterlife well and if operations went well um you know they were like all contributing and working together as a team i mean maybe you were building some caskets that's probably not ideal but um (laughs) other than that um you know like farming the land and doing group activities other than nurse emmy i'm sure they were glad to get her ass out of there (laughs) um in the nurse emmy times the people obviously weren't happy yeah but but i feel like as a whole people typically enjoyed their time there yeah but i mean a lot of people did die on the property and were buried in unmarked graves which can cause for a lot of restless spirits for them their bodies to be discarded that way right especially if some of them were you know really religious and it was kind of like you know they believe that if they're not in consummated ground that you know is all of that then they're not gonna go to the afterlife oh yeah so i'm sure that that was a you know i'm sure that could be it for sure Mm -hmm. so yeah that's pretty much it that's crazy i mean it it, it's relatively good i'm sure it wasn't the best but it's good that it they did treat them well other than yeah like decently i'm sure for um, the time yeah you know it was like 1820s i mean yeah it wasn't like obviously it wasn't the best place and the idea of the poor houses being like how they housed everybody with everybody but that was like a common practice in that day right so it wasn't like any one particular asylum was doing everything completely wrong when that was just general consensus right so you know it is what it is okay so let's hear about denver's danvers state hospital also known as danvers state lunatic asylum um not so good okay all around um Mm -hmm. people were not ever happy there (laughs) it didn't strike me as the if you just look at the outside it doesn't look like you would walk in there and be happy it's not welcoming it granted it's menacing and we'll put pictures it is a beautiful building Yes. In terms of gothic kind of revival style. It is beautiful. And it is huge. A poor house or asylum or whatever it was called. (laughs) Yeah. It was not. No, no. Yeah. If you're going to go. It was not it. You're going there. Most people are going there unwillingly. Like it's it's daunting when you. I can't imagine driving up to it. Oh, no. And it's like on top of a hill. I'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) So uh, it was built in 1874 and then opened up for patients in 1878. So there was like a four-year lull there. I'm not really sure why. It opened in 1874? So it was built in 1874. Oh, okay. And then it opened in 1878. Gotcha. It initially cost $1.5 million to construct. Okay. And we're talking that's not adjusted. So it is... at today's money, it's thirty-two million four hundred eighty-six. Wow! So they spent quite a bit of coin on that place. Well, you guys, well, once you look at it's the, beautiful though. Once you look at the picture of this building, you would understand. I mean, it's insane. It had two main buildings, um, and there were four wings and an an administration building on each side of the main building, and then each wing, like on one side, housed male, and on the other, housed female. So they had them separated. I read this in a lot of articles that it was, if you picture like a bat in flight, uh-huh. it would be like the main admin building, which is still standing today, um, would be like the body. And then it's kind of shaped like the wings went out. Um, it sat on 500 acres on top of a hill. 
Um, this hill has been known over time as the Hawthorne Hill, Prospect Hill, and the Dodgers Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had this great view of Boston. Boston's like 20-something miles north. So yeah. um, they could see it. And I wonder if like in Boston you could just see this like daunting asylum. Because when it know. was built at the time, it was kind of, it was obviously out in the country. I feel like maybe if you had the proper viewpoint in Boston, but right. there's a lot going on there. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, These are all on the East Coast too. Yes. Yeah. But it makes sense because it's all in the 1800s and like the mm-hmm. early development of America. Was on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this building was huge, right? It yeah. was huge. 313,000 square feet. It was what? <laughs> Christina. <laughs> 313,000 square feet. I know. I just need to hear the number again because yeah. I couldn't fathom it the first time you said And that's it. just the main building. They, you know, they added extra buildings. So after that. But the main building, it looks like a bat, 313,000 square feet. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's really big. big. Huge. Um, huge. Y- yid. <laughs> to the brim. Uh, <laughs> it was basically a self-contained psychiatric hospital. So like yours, except for it wasn't a poorhouse. It was an asylum and they just made the patients like right. do crops because, you know. Yeah, they were going to pay for it. So, um, <laughs> and it was di- It was designed per the Kirkbride plan. Um, mm-hmm. So it was built in accordance with Doctor Thomas Kirkbride's recommendations. Um, he was a psychiatrist, and he was an early advocate for treating mental patients with respect. What? Uh, no, thought? not respect. <laughs> Why would they ever? Um, and he thought that placing hospitals in appealing settings with, like, a lot of light and air circulation and sunrooms and things like that would promote healing, which, again. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? They needed proper ventilation to heal. Maybe some sunlight. Maybe some sunrooms. Maybe yeah. a little breeze. <laughs> Maybe to so. just be treated like a human being. Right. Who would have thought that might cure a lot of things? <laughs> right. And they thought, like, ah. This guy's genius. It's <laughs> so, like a lot of asylums in America are based after his design plans. Well, that reminds me of like, you know, the story of, <laughs> I don't know, this may be going way off topic, but like whenever um, America had a really high rate of women dying when they were having babies. Yeah. And then the guy was like, what if we just washed our hands? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then they started washing their hands and it started to, the mom started to not die along with the babies. Yeah. And then they were like, that guy's a psycho. Put him in the mental institute. They literally yes. institutionalized yeah. him for he kept washing to tell his people hands. Because he was like, I think there's something, which they didn't know about germs, but yeah. there's something, dirtiness that is causing, yeah. So, so same, same. And yeah. they thought, but instead of putting him in asylum, they like pr- praised him and they were like, that's such a great idea. Yeah, it was and a little more advanced. He made a lot of money off of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much a no brainer though, but good for you. Dr. Kirkbride. Um, so, and then later on, like I said, newer buildings were constructed over the years. Um, they had a gymnasium and an auditorium and, you know, all that jazz. To add to the creepiness, there were labyrinths of tunnels underground um, that oh, they okay. added when they built the building so they could go from building to building mm-hmm. for the administrators because it was so large. Yeah. Um, and those are still there. Ew. Yeah, so... so yeah. <laughs> I just said ew. ew. <laughs> yeah, so those are still there. So to add to the creepiness, there's just underground tunnels and shit. Um, That's ick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Danvers began closing down parts of the building in the 1960s, and then it shut down entirely on June 24th, 1992. Um, and after this, it basically sat in, like, total disrepair. I mean, I watched some videos of, <laughs> like, old quality, early 2000s videos of... 
yeah um people (laughs) that they were walking through and it was just several floors like they'd walk into a room or try to and it would be like all of the stories had collapsed yeah it was super dangerous if you went there like and not only ghosties but just like you could have died oh yeah walking in there um so (laughs) just from falling through the floor oh well and god knows like they built it in the 1800s so it probably had lead paint and asbestos oh no it did it did so i mean that can just kill you right there so of course people went in there actually like 120 something people i think um urbex explorers and ghost hunters and things like that were arrested for entering the building so in 2006 after lots of like protests and pushback from the community because it was like a historically noted location um a developer avalon bay brought their property and in true american fashion they started renovating and turned what was left of the asylum into luxury condos so they you know added several other apartment buildings around the main administrative building which they kept so they kept like the main administrative building with the clock tower and then like two wings on either side and the rest of them they demolished um it doesn't look anything like they used to they didn't try to like restore it they just like completely started over from they scratch. just gutted it and they just cut the outside yeah and it's just all modern now danvers is actually what inspired the arkham sanatorium in the dc universe and then that was later added to the batman storyline in the 70s so yeah. like all of the batman bad guys that were in the asylum it's based off of danvers yeah uh, so that's pretty cool and there was also a horror a horror movie which i haven't seen called session nine um that oh, was yeah yeah that was filmed there yeah i did see that that was pretty cool yeah like in the year 2000 so that must have been so dangerous oh yeah i mean hello asbestos yeah because i didn't write (laughs) this down but there there was a story this janitor said i mean it was so bad there that like in the 80s he said you could easily like punch your hand through the wall because everything was so rotted and in disrepair in the 80s oh yeah i'm sure he said it was bad so i would not want to have been those actors and and you know how much they get paid for that <laughs> must, must have been a lot like hey like you, you gonna give me hazard pay <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know about that but so the original plan was to build the hospital to accommodate 500 patients however by like the 1930s or 40s they had over 2600 patients there mm. so it was built for 500 so classic overcrowding 2600 they even had people in the basement and attic jesus yeah and they found like shackles and shit in the basement was this an asylum where they paid to get in or i don't know they just like kind of got dropped off there i don't know if it was a state i don't know if it was a state hospital it does say danvers state hospital so i imagine it was probably funded by the local it probably was by taxpayers yeah so like many other health institutions at this time um they had a lot of inhumane treatment well maybe not i mean yours was good i mean relatively it, i mean, I mean that know. i found but also it, it's still like the 1820s. a place where people are going like i don't know to and this some day. unwillingly like i feel Roy. like the history kind of been could have been a little scrubbed yeah but you know <laughs> but i don't think it was as bad as this oh no probably not yeah there's a lot of asylums with like really really horrible daunting histories Yes, yeah. So, you know, they had shock par- therapy, lobotomy, straight jackets. I mean, you name it, they did it yeah. at Denver State Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically just used these methods to keep the crowds under control, which they kept under wraps. And then they were slowly found out, and it caused a lot of controversy, obviously. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that's why a lot of funding started getting cut for these asylums in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So, but it took them that long. The 60s? Are we <laughs> fucking kidding? 
I mean, granted, a lot of people like to do the practice of, well, I don't see it, so it's not happening. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Especially back whenever there wasn't, like, mainstream media, like, no televisions or anything. News traveled by newspapers, and people could decide if they wanted to publish a story or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And they would get paid off a lot. Yeah, Yeah. they'd be like, yeah, just don't publish that. Yeah, don't talk about it. (laughs) We're making a lot of money from these people. Yeah, yeah. So awful conditions i mean there were reports patients walking through the halls naked they basically lived in their own filth i mean they lacked the most basic hygiene here i mean patients would go months years without having a shower it's horrible i know um and they would you know put them into straight jackets and basically leave them to be forgotten i mean they would be in straight jackets for days so like you can't use the bathroom like you can't wipe yourself everything wow. so they would just put them in straight jackets because they quote-unquote acted up you know and then just leave them there like that um well when people i'm sure they didn't have the staff i'm sure they had the staff to do 500 yeah no they were totally understaffed yeah so like they were like well i can't get to like how are these people supposed to possibly you know one nurse could have put the patient in a straight jacket went home from her shift and then nobody knew yeah, cause because there was probably no records. Exactly. You know, they also went through, like, heart-wrenching electroshock sessions. Just way overboard um, mm-hmm. electroshock that was not beneficial. I mean, because some electroshock can be beneficial, but not not at all. Like, I mean, they were just fucking blasting them. Oh, yeah. Until they were zombies. And so nearly 12% of its patient population died in one year in 1939. That's crazy. So imagine you got 2,600 people, 12% died in one year. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was bad. Well, with the with the conditions and overpopulating a, a hospital that didn't have the capacity for it. Like, obviously, people are going to die. Oh, I mean, there's... Well, and these people weren't coming in here in the best of shape either. No, I mean, and there's reports of people just, I mean, totally decaying in rooms i mean and, and not being yeah. found yeah yeah they just weren't if found. they didn't have round the clock care like these people probably needed yeah <laughs> and they wouldn't know because then like the patients would like cover them up so they didn't have to see them dead and, well yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then the nurses wouldn't see it because they'd be covered up with a sheet or something and then they would just decay and they would find them because they smelled so bad they'd be like and they're like right next y'all to smell people's, something? <laughs> yeah and they're like right next to these poor patients bed yeah you know next to their filth because they're in a straitjacket and they can't wipe themselves right so super super bad um and then when electroshock therapy straitjackets everything else failed to quote-unquote control the population lobotomy started so of Q, course yeah Q walter freeman so by 1942 freeman had perfected the lobotomy and performed over 200 lobotomies um, in that year. Uh, wow. Yeah. His technique was kind of surprisingly simple, but like so gruesome um, at the same time. So I'm going to explain it. So you can fast forward a little if you don't want to hear this, but he would thrust a long rod into the corner of the patient's eye through the brain. And then he would just like wiggle it around a little bit. And that would sever like the connective <laughs> nerves and tissue from the frontal Ugh, lobe. That makes my brain hurt. I know. <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah, so the prefrontal lobe would be severed, and then the patient would basically just be passive, calm, zombie-like. So then it's like, wow, they're cured. Like, oh, they're cured now because they literally don't have emotions anymore. Their frontal lobe has been disconnected. That is just horrible. Yeah, 
So, um, you know, some people apparently benefited from it, but in most cases, like, they did not, like. Well, like, you give somebody a lobotomy, they cease to be a human. Right. Like, they're just basically a walking So they went in there having. I don't know. There's nothing to them. They went in there having, you know, episodes, and then they left out just being a shell of a person. Yeah. So it was like, oh, fixed. Um, Neurology experts say that Danvers was the birthplace of prefrontal lobotomy. That's horrible. That yeah. reminds me of um, the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. With Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Classic. Fucking Jack Nicholson. Visitors in, uh, in the hospital during these years reported lobotomy patients were just like wandering around, um, staring blankly. They didn't know who they are, where they were. Um, well, and, I mean, yeah. You know, the core essence of their being had just been wiggled around and snipped by this guy. And you would talk to them and it's like they would look through you. Like, you weren't there. Yeah. You know? And Mm -hmm. so, therefore, they don't leave. They never leave. Like I just said, what, like I said earlier, they never got better. No. They never got to go back to their families. No. Because, I mean, they were destroyed there. Well, yeah, I mean. It was just a vicious cycle. Like, if you take away what makes a human a human. Yeah, and even outside of lobotomy, even if they... Like, you basically killed them without killing them. Yeah, and even if they, you know, didn't have a lobotomy, they were treated so terribly. Yeah. I mean, no one would have gotten better. No. You know, so joke's on you, Kirk Bride, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So during the 1980s, reports began to filter out that the hospital had missing teenage patients. One account states that they had upwards of 115 teenage patients that just, like, disappeared within three months. Wow. Yeah, so the hospital never spoke about it publicly because, like, they were about to close down. This was the 80s. So they just (laughs) didn't make a comment about it. And when the staff was questioned, they would just say, these patients had been assigned to a new doctor. Okay. Obviously what they were told to say. Yeah, but their family never heard from these. Like, the family never heard from them again. They were gone. Um, mm. What do you think happened to them? Well... Is there any theories? Yes. Um, it, so, it remains an, an official mystery to the state. No one ever found their bodies. No one ever found anything to this day about them. But um, there are some rumors that the doctors were doing experiments because it was patients that were all in the same age range. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there were rumors of experiments happening there, and then they would just burn the bodies in the inser- incinerary, incinerary. What is it? Infirmary. <laughs> no. What is it called? I don't know. Incendiary. Incinerary. Incinerary. Wait, is that right? It sounds better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> There's a D in there somewhere. I don't know though, bro. Don't. Okay, but don't anyway. come for us and our dumbasses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always have a word that I'm like, I don't know. I always have several words. I said she oftened. <laughs> <laughs> she oftened the Roland Hills Asylum. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. So that's a theory. Okay. Uh, but they, I mean, the bodies were never found. I wonder if that was kind of the era when human trafficking begun, and if they were yeah. like. Well, just quick, snag them from that asylum. They'll never know. Yeah, teenagers. They'll never research. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, prime, you know, prime age. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were like, and they're possible. probably all like kind of fucked up. So yeah. that's very possible. Yeah, it could be that. That, would, I mean, that like, was my first thought. I mean, like if you were sending your family member to an insane asylum in the 80s, like shame on you. Yeah. Like on it. Let's be honest. That was not that long ago. 
No, it wasn't. We're talking 30 years That's ago. Like, yeah, when my mom was born. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get into the hauntings. The hauntings. All that being said, there's no doubt Denver's is haunted. Okay, negative energy all around. Um, oh, yeah. So, even before the asylum was built, the grounds had a history of violence. So, the Salem witch trials took place in the settlement within Massachusetts Bay um, in a colony named Salem, which at the time of the trials in 1962 consisted of two sections, which is Salem Town and Salem Village, uh, which is now modern-day Danvers. And most people don't know that um, most of the trials took place in Salem Village, so Danvers. Um, One of the main and most enthusiastic magistrates of the time so he really wanted to like burn all the witches yeah um was john hawthorne who lived on hawthorne hill which i mentioned earlier right in salem village so the very same hill where danvers hospital was built so he owned all of that land okay and he was the one that prosecuted the witches Hmm. yeah so um he's already an evil fuck right so he's already a terrible person and then yeah so same hill there are also several hundred unclaimed graves um somewhere in the neighborhood less than less than yours um so somewhere in the neighborhood of seven or eight hundred i think like 770 but apparently preservationalists stumbled across the burial ground which was like off in the forest a ways and completely hidden it was overgrown had waist high you know weeds and all of that jazz um, right and the graves the graves themselves were marked um but they just had numbers um mm. yeah like on little stone pegs so that's why they survived i bet yours were like wooden crosses and the, they or something like that and that's why they just well i read somewhere that it was like a stick right so then so they were it wasn't gone. like anything yeah so these were stones so they survived but they just had a number they didn't have any names um so well it makes sense that yours didn't have but with all the death that happened in no, yours, no. It's i was like, about to say i don't think that's an accurate number i think they started burying yeah. them unmarked but i was gonna say like mine was built in the 18 like in 1827 20. and so it was open for longer than this yeah so it would make sense that there were more deaths but I'll get to that in a bit because so the preservationalist cleared the area and all of that researched and tried to match the patient names to their patient number uh-huh um and then they resurrected like a memorial in the middle of it um and right yeah but the patients they were only they were only documented patients until like 1920 so after that there are no marked graves beyond 1920 and this place closed in the 90s mm so so you think they did like some mass grave shit yeah or they yeah or they just buried people and didn't mark them so there's probably a lot more than 770 or they like you know burned the bodies yeah because they did have an in <laughs> cinderary i don't fucking know dog <laughs> um but anyways so when avalon bay bought the acreage and the buildings it was they had to make a deal with the state that they would upkeep the cemetery so you heard that right the developer still has a cemetery um where the condos are so cemetery still there so with your nice luxury condo you can also get a nice cemetery (laughs) i mean whereas i wouldn't particularly want to do that i know several people who would love that right and if you're moving there i mean you just have to know that that's just gonna be the history yeah i mean they have a memorial like in the center of the buildings for it yeah well and for the people that they did find like at rolling hills they did like start a memorial stone for those people yeah so that they ended up finding but there is just not enough records to determine yeah and this memorial stone only covers 1920 to 1920 so yeah and we're talking you know 78 to 1920 yeah there was probably way more oh i can imagine 
I mean, those teenagers, the 115 teenagers. Yeah, if they necessarily died on the property or if they were, like, shipped off somewhere else, too. That's true. They still weren't accounted for. So, uh, anyway, the hospital cemetery is marked. It's called Danvers State Hospital Cemetery. The echoes they left behind. The echoes. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, all these dead people we torture, are, they're just little echoes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what the hell? That is some weird verbiage to use. That's the name of it. Like, you can go, then you can see it, and that's what it's called. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's just a little pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, on April 7th, 2007, Danvers burned down. A large part of it did. Um, the fire was visible, like, way from Boston, you know, so uh-huh. 20 miles away, you could see it. Damage was really intense. It just left basically brick shells of most of the wings. Um, and then soon thereafter is when Avalon Bay started demolishing it anyway. So they were like, well, did have to work for us. Uh, was there a cause of the fire or? No. Um, so there's no, there's no electricity there or anything like that. And so obviously mm. the locals say it was like the ghosts of Danvers. Like they just wanted the place gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So Richard Trask of the Danvers Architectural Center wrote um, about the state's failure to preserve the campus because it was a historic landmark. Oh, yeah. And they just let it crumble. Um, He said, the failure to protect and adaptively refuse this grand exterior is a monumental blot in the annuals of Massachusetts preservation. What might have been a dignified transformation of a magnificent structure, which was originally built to serve with the best intentions. He had to add that in. Um, Of course. And like I said, I feel like, like with Rolling Hills, they definitely could have had a way darker past than I found. Yeah. But most of the information I got was from the Rolling Hills website itself. Right. And then from like a few other websites, which also got their information from the Rolling Hills website. So there wasn't like a whole lot of standalone history. It was like I was being fed what they wanted me to know about it. Right, yeah. And, like, there could be a whole dark, twisted path other than, like, Nurse Emmy. Yeah. That I don't know about that didn't come up in the research. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure there were things that were brushed under the rug. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there was things that just weren't documented. And so no one knows. Right. Ever. So. Yeah. So, anyway, so he said, um, but at times it lost its way through the human frailty fragility no frailty like, frailty like humans are frail oh right they right lost right their way yeah okay um, <laughs> now it is near a ghost image of itself and we and our prog progenty i don't know progeny, so it was a condo are losers no it is a condo now it is a condo now yeah yeah so the part of it that burned down was like just the real deal yeah so right now all there's left is the main building um and then two little wings because their wing quote-unquote wings are like in different sections so uh and and let me show you an image and i'll show you guys this too but it's like this main building and these two wings oh that's all that's and left and all are, the rest of it yeah. was gone yeah okay so the front so the bat the bat body and like two little wings next to it right that's all that's left anyways condos are a hell of a thing to build over something like that yeah yeah so that's the like that's the clubhouse you could say that main building right and then the condos are built all around it and they kind of match the condos to the style of the building okay yeah so uh anyway 
So people have gone to the hospital and stated hearing disembodied voices and wails and patients asking for help and attention. Like you'll walk, you know, through the hallways and the rooms and as you pass, you'll hear them just be like, help, you know. Uh-huh. And um, there's a story of an urban explorer that had a woman like walk up behind him mm-hmm. and asked him like to help to help her and get her out of here. And he, like, was, like, looking at her and everything, and she asked that, and she's, like, super frantic, and then she's disappeared. That's some wild energy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, then wandering apparitions of former patients have also been seen, which I think could probably be the lobotomy patients, just, like, forever wandering the yeah. halls, you know? They don't even um, know that they fucking died. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they are, and they say it literally, it's just, like, they're just walking slowly around. And just like staring to in into walls. That's so sad. Yeah, and visitors often report seeing um, really tall black shadows um, that hide behind doors and like run through the hallways in between rooms. And these rooms will be the ones that are like collapsed. Yeah, you know, but you can hear their footsteps like going through like there's still a floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they poke their head around door frames, so they're doing the classic peeking around. You yeah. Know? Um, I feel like at asylums, there's just a lot of yeah because the long the long hallways is what does it well and they're like nervous that they're gonna get caught almost so they're like because they weren't supposed to leave their room yeah so all they could do was peek out um other sea grayish mist that are kind of slowly moving around and the gray the gray mist that's seen it they like to follow people so you'll eat like inside and even on the grounds they'll see a gray mist following people that were Mm. in the building yeah um and let's see gerilyn lavasseur um, claims to have been tortured by spirits at Danvers. She grew up on the grounds because her father um, was hospital administrator, and Levasseur claims that apparitions were would like they would wake up her and her sister to like people like apparitions because they were see through, like looking down at them on their bed and like scowling, like they were mad. Hmm. Um, yeah, mad at them. And then uh, once when she was in high school, her bed covers were like yanked off of her in the middle of the night and. Um, she thinks that the scowling ones were probably like she was like in their bed mm-hmm. and they were like bitch like what are you doing in my bed like get the fuck out of my bed yeah like i was sleeping there yeah so can you imagine like their family grew up there that'd be that'd be no yeah <laughs> that would be a no for me <laughs> yeah like they fucking lived there and so anyways and then residents living in the new apartments also reported witnessing mysterious orbs and flashing lights coming from the administrative building. So they built, like, the condos and apartments around the administrative building mm-hmm. while they were still working on it. And I think they actually didn't start work on renovating the administrative building for a while because they had to get money from those apartments and condos right. to be able to restore it, right? right? And so for a while, I think it was for, you know, a handful of years, it was abandoned still. Mm-hmm. and um that's so, kind of crazy out of all the choices that could be done for the for what to build there yeah it would be condos yeah because the setup of a condo is very similar to how i imagine an asylum would be set up so yeah like it was, hallways of rooms and it's just and like a bunch buildings. of miniature versions of those so it still attracts so much energy well and that residualness can still be felt especially if they built the buildings like pretty similar to how they were originally placed yeah the exterior style no it's not that it's placed in the same location 
um, but the exterior style. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if it was matching what was originally there. Yeah. And the ghost was like, man, I just burnt this shit down, I dog. Know. They're like, damn. <laughs> hey, here it is again. And they now they're like, did several. you not get the point yeah. of what I was trying to do? They're like, like, there are several buildings now. What am I to do? <laughs> He's like, do you know how long it took me to charge up the energy to do that? To burn that fucking building down? And now I'm going to have to wait. Because literally, like, they burn it down. And then Avalon Bay was like, shit, perfect timing. And that's when they started demolishing it and building apartments. Oh, that's fucked up. I know. If there was sad. like, I don't know. I feel like a place with that rotten of a history, it's kind of just disrespectful Mm -hmm. to build something like a luxury condo on. Condos, and they just have a little memorial stone. And they're like, oh, there you are. You poor dead people. Yeah, yeah. So the residents that are currently there would see all different kinds of things, and they would hear sounds, disembodied voices and screams and moaning coming from inside the building when they're outside. Um, and then others report feeling very strange, um, just basically feeling like they're being watched all the time. And there's been some that reported that they've seen people looking through their windows at them, even though they're like on the second and third story. That's terrifying. Yeah. So they'll have their windows open and they'll just be someone fucking standing That's there. That's such a fear of mine is somebody doing like a peeping, a peeking Tom on me. Yeah. And imagine peeping Tom on the third story. Fuck that. And it's like, ain't. Like, not only is it peeping Tom, but it is a ghost peeping Tom. But, I mean, granted, if you get a luxury condo at this Danvers place where you know that this shit happened, you're kind of asking for it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like there must be in their lease outline somewhere, like, you cannot break your lease due to paranormal activity. (laughs) (laughs) They have to discuss it, right? Or disclose it. There's no way they can just, like, there's people out there that didn't know it was an asylum. At one no, point, they have, and to. Then... they have a memorial for the asylum. Yeah, and so, and I think is it that like they... right in front? Yeah, it's like in the center of the complex, and then like in the administrative building. Even though they totally remodeled it, they have pictures in the administrative building of the old asylum. Of the old asylum, not like oh, I don't think of the interior. I think probably just the exterior. Well, yeah, because the interior was fucked up, disgusting. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, yeah, so just really crazy. And I just have one little small thing. I went through our... I looked at some archives of just newspaper articles about Danver. And this goes back to, like, 1882, 83, and then on up to, like, you know, 1949. And there was more, but I stopped. Just listen to some of these titles. Um, Freeman of the Child Butcher. Um, Postmaster shoots Danver's inmates. Accused woman of law fatigue. Don't know what that is. Um, Miss Brady insane murder case finding. Man jumps to death as wife and family arrives. <laughs> Danvers Hospital to add 500 new beds. Uh, Danver attendants giving year in jail. Prisoner re-escaped after 13 years free. Danvers State Hospital inmate killed in elevator mishap. An um, elevator mishap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mother is found insane. Uh, prosecuted to Danvers for killing her four children. Wow. So anyway, those are just a few, but it's just like, I don't think those 770 graves are it. <laughs> I mean, there was mur- there's obviously murder well, within the hospital, inmates killing inmates. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess at least they're not capitalizing off of the ghost tours like Rolling Hills is, but. But they're capitalizing off of condos. Yeah, that's true, which they're making way more money from. Way more. <laughs> yeah. And Rolling um, Hills is still, like, perfectly preserved as far as I'm concerned. Like, obviously, they have parts that they had they, to remodel right, because so it's, it's an, it was built in 1820s. Yeah, it was they dangerous. can't have, like, 
the lead paint and asbestos and then have people walking through there so i'm sure to a degree it's remodeled but for the most part it's exactly the same yeah you know it was crazy that horror movie session nine Mm -hmm. they still they left all the props and all of that and all the fake blood and all that jazz you know when they got done shooting there they just left it it was abandoned so Uh uh-huh um and so yeah kind of fucked up yeah (laughs) yeah so some of the explorer videos there was like all the props and the fake blood and the everything in those buildings it's like even though it's abandoned though like clean up after yourself the least you could do like you're a movie production like you're not making millions of dollars yeah and i think that that movie was pretty popular i don't know i never heard of it but i had never either but i i'm not like a huge avid horror movie goer yeah and it was also released in 2001 so Mm. we're just so pretty young yeah so but um anyways that's danvers it's pretty terrible and now it's condos complete with a graveyard (laughs) well on top of salem hill that's fantastic where do i sign up (laughs) well massachusetts Massachusetts. 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 Well, now I'm. Now I feel like I can't say it right. Head on over to the colonies. Well, this pretty much wraps up asylums. Yeah, that's. I feel like we should do a part two of this in the future. Oh yeah, there's because there was more of them that I wanted to cover, but I only did that one. Yeah, yeah. Mine. I. So you should maybe do one more one that has like a shitty background and then maybe i'll find more of a ghosty one because mine had ghosts but it was more like it was just a shitty place to be and let's talk about that um on mine like a bunch of popular outlets covered it like buzzfeed unsolved sci-fi ghost hunters i was like ghost adventures (laughs) i was doing like book research bro i was like looking at news archives (laughs) Well, if y'all want to do any research on Danvers, feel free. Do your own There's, little deep dive on that. There was still so much to cover. Rolling you Hills, guys. you can just literally go on YouTube and you'll find a plethora of information. You can go on their website. That's where I got a lot of the information I told you today. Yeah. Travel Channel has a whole bunch of stuff on Rolling Hills, too. Because mm-hmm. so many people did stuff with Rolling Hills. So Yeah, and Danvers State Hospital has a website and they have as many scans of all the documents that they could get out of there yeah so there's official like patient documents and and those news those news um sources that related to danver all of that you can go onto their website and read more into it if you want to uh but there's yeah. like doctor's notes i mean handwritten typewritten all it's of pretty that cool. jazz so, yeah i saw that when i was on their website yeah they had a lot of stuff so anyways well this wraps up uh asylums yeah yeah it does let us know if you'd like a part two i would love to do a part two probably gonna fucking do a part two anyway we probably will i really enjoyed it and i was excited to talk about it so yeah there's there's so many and we need to go across the pond yeah so oh yeah there were so many that were crazy both of ours were in america so we'll maybe go over to the uk and stuff um but anyways uh make sure you head over to our reddit like i said r slash paranormal uniflora to follow along and look at all those uh sources we're talking about and we're gonna post pictures and things like that on social media yep yeah. follow the socials if you wanna if you don't wanna let's go too yeah facebook instagram twitter whatever you like to be on yeah we'll we have pretty a, much created something for everything right and we'll have a link tree uh in the description where you can just it'll take you to all those places well anyways um we'll see you guys in the next one bye